Hello, and welcome to the Money Marketing Podcast. I'm Kimberly Dondo, Digital Content Manager. And in this week's Weekend Essay Podcast, we have senior reporter Mamadou Moussa Touré, as he states, the protection industry has a claims problem. Take it away, Mamadou. The protection industry has a claims problem. This is a bold statement to make given the self-congratulatory messages on claims from the protection sector. Every May, the sector releases its data showing that 98% of claims were paid. It smugly reassured itself that it is helping people cope financially with life shocks when they needed it most. This is certainly true to some extent, but not always the case. Some of the claimants had to go through hell during their most vulnerable moments to get support from insurers. There are countless stories of claimants turning to the media to get claims resolved after being given the runaround by insurers. In my short stint covering protection, I have received countless requests for help from aggrieved claimants. The most recent is a long COVID sufferer with debilitating symptoms. The woman who contracted COVID in December 2019 said her symptoms have not improved since. She added that her deteriorating health conditions have left her permanently unable to walk. Her critical illness claim for total and permanent disability was rejected by a leading insurer for not meeting the claims criteria. The insurer said she had not provided medical evidence to support a claim that she was unable to perform her work on a permanent basis as a result of long-term symptoms she was experiencing from a COVID-19 infection. She wasn't alone in this quagmire. Another claimant who contacted me after reading the story also shared similar experience with another leading insurer. She suffered from an unknown illness that doctors believe had all the hallmarks of an autoimmune condition. Her TPD claim was rejected at first, but after several months of towing and flowing that involved the Information Commissioner's Office, the insurer paid out. She said the insurer attempted to deny her access to a medical report that stated that she was unfit for work. It took the intervention of the Information Commissioner's Office for her to gain access to her own medical report that favored her claim. Apparently, the insurer was refusing to share the report with her because they were not data controllers. And she also said that the policy she had was a decrease in time policy. So every month her claim was delayed, the sum assured decrease. Many others have recounted similar stories of experiencing rejection with their TPD claims. And according to industry experts, TPD is one of the most difficult critical illnesses to prove, with about a third of claims declined. CI expert director Alan Lakey told me that most TPD claims are declined because it's so difficult to meet the claims criteria. He said for the claimant to be successful, they must prove that they are disabled and unable to perform two or maybe three of different tasks, such as getting in and out of car, climbing 12 stairs, walking 200 yards on a flat surface without stopping due to pain. If the medical experts can confirm permanent then the claim won't be met. Things like long COVID, we don't have enough information yet to understand whether it is permanent. 
So it could be a claim and could be denied at the moment. But if in a year, if in a year or two years time, they are still unable to go back to work or still unable to perform two or three tasks, it might be agreed then because after two or three years, that might be considered permanent. And an advisor who I spoke to who asked to remain anonymous to speak more freely said insurers are not doing enough to help TPD claimants. Insurers will be able to argue if they want that there is not enough known yet about how long long COVID can last for. But how long can and should they be able to do that for, he asked. The advisor added, I now cannot speak about critical illness to consumers without mentioning that they could get a bad outcome. It is not how I would like to do my work. I would prefer for there to be agreed working practice on key elements of TPD. But as things stand, it's a big potential pitfall for consumers. So I point out the holes in critical illness cover to customers, and I point out that there is no such problem with income protection, which simply depends upon the policyholder being unable to work due to ill health for a successful claim. The advisor said, the advisor also said he was disappointed that there has been so little appetite among the industry to make the necessary changes needed. He said the issue is having an impact on the public's perception of the sector. Most of the news the public consume about insurers are negative. To many, insurers are still sadly seen as hell-bent on maximizing profits at the expense of the policyholder. This was amplified in the comment sections of the national papers. A story I came across recently that was published on one of the leading papers involved a critical illness claimant with brain cancer who had to wait nine months to get a claim paid out. Some of the comments were biting and revolved around popular tropes of greedy insurers. Never trust insurance companies. They will always let you down, one said. Insurers have a lot to answer for. They presume every claim is a false one and treat customers appallingly. The last thing you need when seriously ill is financial problems, particularly when you have protected yourself, another said. For many of these commenters, insurers are seen as uncaring and profiteering. And these are the hearts and minds the protection sector needs to win over for the claims data to have any meaningful impact. Thanks, Mamadou, for another great weekend essay. We hope that you enjoyed it. Please do keep up to date with all our new releases via Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you get your podcasts from. You can also keep up to date with all our new content published on the Money Marketing website, as well as our print edition, Money Marketing Magazine. So make sure to subscribe. Follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. See you next time.